Hello. Welcome back to Ghoul Gals. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And we're going to talk about hospitals. But... But first... But first, we have an exciting <laughs> announcement. Yeah. Um, so last week we launched our Patreon, mm-hmm. which uh, was very exciting for us. And we have four new patrons, and so we just want to read off their names as a thank you. Um, so the first we have is Cody Russell, and then Devin Verholst, Eva Schneider, and Jordan Schwersky. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. You guys are making a lot of really cool things possible. Yeah, we spent hours, like, literally hours yesterday brainstorming stuff and putting things together for patron rewards, and so we're really, really excited about where this is headed. Yes, yes. And on that note, we're really excited to talk about hospitals, too. Yeah. You guys overwhelmingly chose hospitals. Uh, yeah, um, and so apparently you guys are sickos and want to hear about some sickos, too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yep. I said it. <laughs> Hot take. Um, so we're going to start with Cassandra today. Yeah. Um, I am talking about the Beechworth Lunatic Asylum mm. in Beechworth, Victoria, Australia. Ooh, Australian. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so this place, as you can tell by the name, the Lunatic Asylum yeah. is a lunatic asylum, <laughs> or it was, it's no longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to say that this building is a gorgeous. Really? I could not believe how beautiful the exterior was. And I guess just because I'm in my mind, I'm like picturing the worst looking hospitals mm-hmm. just run down, weird playgrounds with like... Swinging. <laughs> One swinging swing. Swings, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, dust and asbestos everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so this, well, the exterior is gorgeous. I don't know about the interior, but I couldn't find any definite like technical terms for what it looks like because I'm not, uh, in case you didn't know, I'm not an architect. <laughs> You're not? <laughs> no. Wait. But it's old, but it looks, like, grand and kind of elegant. It looks almost like, I want to say, Spanish or Italian. Like, it's just beautiful. Like, it belongs in a warm climate, for sure. Um, I would definitely live there if it weren't so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, a little background on it. It opened in 1867, which is prime time for asylums. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it didn't close until 1995, which surprised me because we were both alive then. Oh my gosh. And like alive and having memories, like not just babies. <laughs> um, so that was what, like 128 years? That's quite a run. Yeah. For, for and a I hospital. always feel like a lot of like insane asylums, mm-hmm. as they were called and whatever. Mm-hmm. They all ended in like the 50s or 60s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like nothing yeah. Because that's that. when like mental health started. Being taken seriously and not just like, oh, just throw them in there. (laughs) Yeah, throw them in this room. (laughs) Yeah. So it's surrounded by 106 hectares, which is like 262 acres of farmland. And so it was a self-sufficient hospital. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they had a a piggery, which is a word I've never heard before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They had some orchards. They had gardens for their kitchens. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, fields, stables, and barns. 
For recreation, the asylum included tennis courts, a cricket pavilion, which is something Australians like, <laughs> and uh, some kind of theater. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great, actually. It sounds great. You're right. But oh, no. was it great? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I guess since we're probably talking about how haunted it is, mm-hmm. it wasn't great for everyone. It sure wasn't. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of asylums back then were pretty self-sufficient like um the one up north in Traverse City that was it was like pretty much its own city mm. but the i don't know it's i don't i i'm like amazed to hear that how self-sufficient they were but how poorly people were treated still oh really bothers me <laughs> yeah. cuz like they had this one side of it that's great but then, like, you're treating them like lunatics, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sucks. Yeah. So anyway, um, the hospital also features the ha-ha wall. I'm sorry, the what-what? The ha-ha wall. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means. I don't <laughs> It doesn't... It doesn't elaborate at all. I mean, it. it uh, I'll go into okay. what kind of wall it is, but it doesn't say that it's called ha-ha for this reason. <laughs> Which almost makes me feel like it's it's like a rude name. <laughs> so I'll I'll get into it. Okay. So the wall was around the patient courtyards, um, and it had a really rude setup. The idea is that you dig a trench, mm-hmm. and so on one side there's the slope, um, and then on the other side there's um, like a vertical mm. d- dugout. I don't know. Um, so then you build the wall up the vertical side, and it allows for two different perspectives. So from the outside, people see this relatively short wall, and it looks nice. It doesn't look like it's prison or anything, but the patients are seeing this incredibly tall wall facing them. Oh. Um, which I just found uh, super rude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's just like this barrier between them and the outside world. So it makes it seem much worse for them. Yeah, than, okay. and like it was it, uh, the idea behind it. I guess is to discourage escape attempts, which mm-hmm. makes sense. But yeah. it's just so mean. And then it's like <laughs> focusing on appearances from the other side. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. So I feel like it's called the haha wall because it's like haha, haha. You'll never leave. <laughs> yeah. Good luck climbing this wall. Oh no. Um. <laughs> yeah. So that's a big bummer. Okay. So this hospital could hold twelve hundred patients at a time. Oh wow. Six hundred men, six hundred women. During its one hundred and twenty-eight years in operation, over three thousand patients died. Oh. <gasps> Oh, no. Um, and I did the math on this. And so that's about, like, 23, 24 patients a year. Okay. Which is, like, two a month. Oh, my gosh. Which, um... Is too many. Is that a lot? I don't it, know. It feels like a lot. <laughs> that's what I said. I was... <laughs> part of my brain was like, that is a lot of people per month. Yeah, especially if it's just, like, for for mental illnesses versus, yeah. like, bo- like, physical yeah. illnesses. Yeah. But then, at the same time, Yikes. I was like... I don't know, dick about death rates at this time. <laughs> so, or any time, really. I don't even know the death rate now. <laughs> True. Um, so, I don't know. It seems like a lot to me, but who who knows? Who knows? 
Um, Seems like a lot to me too. So it's yeah, not just that's you. good. Yeah, I was. I felt very validated uh, <laughs> to hear your reaction. Good. <laughs> um, so as gorgeous as this place is, it's not great to be there. Mm-hmm. And um, all it took for you to be committed was a pair of signatures from a friend, relative, or even an acquaintance. What? And a medical doctor. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, an acquaintance? Yeah. And a doctor could just uh-huh. send you there? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And so this was bad, for, especially for like women, um, because there would be a lot of situations where like, it was mostly women suffering from like postpartum depression. Mm. And then like the husband would get sick of it and be like, my wife is insane. She has melancholia. Ugh. And then the doctor would sign off on it and then she'd go away. And the husband is, like, free of her. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it's very, very, very upsetting. Um, one of the ghosts that's seen there mm-hmm. is that of Matron Sharp. Oh. Yeah. Witnesses have seen her walking down a granite staircase. Mm. Um, and she was, yeah, so she worked there. She was a nurse. Yeah, that's odd that it would be someone that worked there and not someone that was trapped there right. and then died there, right. you know? Um, and she was apparently very compassionate towards patients. Oh. So I wonder if maybe, like, her spirit would be stuck there because she wants to continue helping people oh, yeah. or something. So, like, she's like a friendly ghost. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Even though her name sound, makes her sound, like, uh, yeah. mean. Matron Sharp. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. There, there's another ghost called Tommy Kennedy. Tommy was well-liked at the hospital and was given a job as a kitchen hand. And he actually died in the kitchen. Mm. Doesn't say how. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. He died in the kitchen at some point. And um, it's there that people feel like a sensation of someone tugging at their clothes or poking <gasps> their ribs. Ooh, rude, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. So not, like, not too scary or anything, but, like, rude. Yeah. The reaction hall was an area where patients could sing, play music, or perform in plays. Oh. Which, I guess this is the theater that was mentioned earlier. Okay. On Sundays, the hall doubled as a chapel. In 1939, the hall became a cinema where inmates could come in to watch movies. There are two common sightings in the hall, and one is of a young girl who approaches women and desperately tries to communicate with them. Oh, which is no. so sad. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. The other ghost had the other ghost has been seen in a window that was once part of the bell tower. Mm. Uh, it's the apparition of an elderly man facing away from the window. Interesting. Yeah. Um I don't care for that. I don't either. Even a little bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yikes. The Grevillea wing was the section of the hospital all patients feared. What? And it has been closed for 13 years and is in a derelict state. Oh, no. Is that where, like, the bad experiments happened? Because I feel like every asylum has that room. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, no. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Uh, Since medication wasn't introduced until the 1950s, Restraints such as straitjackets and even shackles were commonly used as well as electroshock therapy. Oh, no. Uh, electroshock treatment was widely used in the hospital's early days, 
and there are stories of mass treatments in which almost the entire patient population was shocked in one session. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Were they just like, okay, everybody stand in this puddle? And then like... <laughs> I don't know. Huh. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very upsetting. Mm -hmm. When the shocks were administered, the patient's bodies either splayed out backwards with force or contracted inward into a fetal position. Whichever position, ligaments would snap, bones were often broken, and teeth shattered. Oh, Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that horrifying? I, I don't... Why... Why did anyone try that once and then right. think, oh, great, let's mm. do it again. This worked. To everyone. This has worked. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're fixing their minds, but breaking their bodies? <laughs> Who needs a body? <laughs> right? God. Gosh. Yeah, it's horrifying. So in Grevillea, there are two common sightings. One is that of an unknown male doctor. I don't trust him already. <laughs> Me a male doctor? Uh, yeah. No. No. He had way too much power in that hospital. Uh, yeah. So he was the bad one. Yeah. He must have been, right? Yeah, I to this day I don't get male doctors. I'm like, <laughs> I'll take a take a female doctor, thank you. Yeah. Um his apparition has been seen wandering the corridors at night. So that's it. So he's not like doing anything bad, I guess. Yeah, he's just making his rounds. Mm-hmm. The other is Matron Sharp again. Mm whose ghost was often seen in this area by the nurses who worked there later. They would report seeing the matron sitting with patients who were due to have electroshock therapy. So, like, after matron died, I guess, oh. she was still around. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. trying to, like, help people. Mm-hmm. Oh. Those who say they've witnessed this say the room was icy cold, but her presence was comforting and seemed to bring a sense of reassurance to the patients. Oh, Nice. Yeah. That's a nice ghost. Mm-hmm. Workmen at the hospital have reported hearing the sound of children laughing and playing. Oh, God. That is... Mm, <laughs> Isn't that the worst? That is one, like, scary movie trope that will never get old to mm-hmm. me. It will always be off-putting and scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whenever I see any, like, Facebook posts, it's like, the sound of children laughing is the best <laughs> in the world. I'm like, no. No, it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I don't care... If it's your own kid and you can see them and you know that what's going if on. If you told the joke and they're laughing at your own joke, you know? Yeah. Like, that's still messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, God. Oh, it's awful. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, when, when the workmen investigate the sound, they are unable to trace the source. I don't know if it's better or worse that they can't find it, you know? Because, like, if they I, stumbled upon a child ghost... Right. That's bad. Yeah. But if they, they couldn't find anything, yeah. that's also bad. That's worse, I think. <laughs> I think so. I feel like it's going to be like a demon or something. Right. Like it's a, like a spider. Like, a like super scary If you ghost. can see it, it's not as scary. Yeah. But once you like turn your back and <laughs> then it's gone, <laughs> then you don't know what's going on. And <laughs> you're up all night. You're right. staring with the lights on. Oh, my God. Ugh. Um. Several years ago, on a ghost tour, a parent noticed their 10-year-old son talking to himself. When asked who he was talking to, the boy said he was talking to a boy called James, who lived there. No. Yeah. So that's upsetting. There's no, like, information on who James might be. Okay, but... But 
he's yes. there. Mm. <laughs> but he's a ghost, so... <laughs> Um, another patient, a woman who was a big chain smoker, was thrown out of a window to her death by another patient who wanted, uh, her cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Thrown out of a window to your death. All because of some cigs. Mm -hmm. Um, because the woman was Jewish, her body was not allowed to be moved until a rabbi had seen it. Mm. So her body was left lying out in the front of the hospital, dead, for two days. Oh, my gosh. While the rabbi made the trip up from Melbourne. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. that, you, you gotta know, morale would be so low. Yeah. <laughs> just staring at this sad, dead patient. Yeah, like, just looking oh at, like, God. glancing out the window and being like, oh, what a sunny day. And then, like, oh, God. Oh, I forgot. It's oh. Janice. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's, I mean, it's horrifying. Yeah. What what kind of doctors are like, oh, let's just leave it outside. Right? We'll just, yeah. We'll just wait for the rabbi to get here. Oh, no. We don't need to move it. <laughs> God. Uh, so her ghost, understandably, has been seen on the spot where she fell by several witnesses over the last decade. So the gardens of Beechworth have long been subdivided into allotments. Uh, those who live nearby have seen the ghost of a man wearing a green woolen jacket. Ooh. The ghost is thought to be of a gardener named Arthur, who worked in the gardens for many years, earning ten shillings a week. <laughs> I love that that weird little piece of information was kept in. It is important that it was kept in, actually. Oh. Um, he wore his green jacket in winter and summer, mm. and no one could persuade him to remove it. When Arthur died... Um, it was discovered that he had been secretly storing his wages in the seam of his jacket. Why? I don't know. For safekeeping? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they found 140 pounds, which was over four years of wages. What? Hidden on the inside of his jacket. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good for him. He's a saver. <laughs> but I guess he never got to use it. No. So. <laughs> it's sewn into his jacket. <laughs> right. I don't know, like the idea of wearing a woolen jacket in Australia Ooh, in the summer no. is uh, atrocious to me. <laughs> so I don't know what his deal is, but there's that's another worker that's just hanging around. Huh, so maybe weird. it was okay for workers. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they want to stay. <laughs> uh, so there's one final and grisly tale of a patient who disappeared. Ooh. Staff tried to locate him. Several weeks later, his location was discovered when the resident dog, Max, was found chewing a leg (gasps) near the gatehouse at the grounds entry. Oh, Max, no. Yeah. He doesn't know, though. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, mmm, meat. Yeah. Yeah. What a nice treat. But now he's got a taste. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. I know. Max, no. Oh, Max. Um, The ghost of the patient has been seen near the entrance to the asylum. And the sightings have often been in the early hours of the morning. Mm. FYI. (laughs) (laughs) So I was reading some um, excerpts from interviews with patients being interviewed by doctors. So definitely in Beechworth, they would get the two signatures from a random person and a doctor Mm. to get the person in. And then a doctor there would interview the patient. Oh. Um, 
I don't know if this was a screening process or if it was like, no matter what, you have to stay. Mm-hmm. But um, I was reading some of those and I'm not going to go over them because they're really upsetting. <laughs> oh, no. And they're not scary at all. They're just really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but so from the article that I was reading, this guy named Nathaniel Buchanan, a researcher for Aradale Ghost Tours, mm, um, which covers the Ararat <laughs> Institution <laughs> and, and Beechworth. Okay. So there you go. That's his connection. <laughs> um, he said that treatment in the mid to late 1800s was well behind modern practices, which, um, no duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said, quote, treatment was mostly restraint. There were none of the modern medicines that mostly came in the 1950s, which I already said. Mm-hmm. Uh, restraint would start with a straitjacket. If that wasn't suitable, the lunatic could be placed in an isolation box until they settled down. Oh, no. Or, I'm sorry, the quote lunatic, because that's, <laughs> that's not a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no distinction between epilepsy and schizophrenia. What? And in, yeah, in that time, there were four classifications for lunacy. One was mania, melancholia, dementia, and paranoia. That's it. That's it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The number of conditions has increased from those four to about 2,000 <laughs> since then. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if somewhere's being haunted, um, I'm not surprised it's a place like this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge, huge, huge bummer. Oh my gosh, I know. Ugh, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the people after they die, they're still trapped there. Right. I mean, not the workers, because they are, in my head, they chose to stay. They're doing whatever. (laughs) But, like, you know. Um, So the building isn't just, like, an unused, abandoned place. It's actually used by Latrobe University as a hotel and conference center. Oh, my gosh. So you can stay there? (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) Oh, next time I'm in Australia, maybe. I missed it last time I went to Australia. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Uh, Just kidding. I've never been there. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't either. There's there's absolutely no way. Um, (laughs) The gardens are open to the public. Uh, The college graciously rents out the Chapel of the Resurrection, which used to be the asylum's morgue, (gasps) for weddings. No! You can have a wedding in an old morgue. In an old morgue in an asylum. Oh, no. In Australia. Oh, man. Shoot. <laughs> Think about all the unwanted guests oh there. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> or just, like, one sad ghost in the back, like, throwing <laughs> rice at the end. Like, congrats. Hope your living life rice? is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... So even though a lot of the grounds have been repurposed, they do a lot of historical and ghost tours and things like that. So if you're in Australia, you should go. Oh, cool. Because uh, I really want to go. Uh, yeah. And I'm a little bit upset that it's available for weddings. <laughs> <laughs> because this building is so beautiful to me. I kind of want to get married Oh, there. no. Oh, no. <laughs> You'd be one of them. Uh-huh. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Your marriage would be haunted. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
I'm going to be talking about um, a whole a whole dang island. I thought you were just gonna end with whole. <laughs> a whole. That's like no, just a whole. no. That's not our <laughs> no. topic. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> uh no, it's a whole island that's in Italy. Ooh, Ooh I love Italy. Italia. I've never been there. Also, oh same, <laughs> same. Also. But I love it. <laughs> it sounds gorgeous. I've seen lots of movies set there. You say it sounds gorgeous. <laughs> Hey, it's a pretty. Um, <laughs> it's a spicy meatball. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about um, Pavelia Island. Sounds mm. like a, a fancy ice cream. <laughs> Yum! Don't eat it. Don't please don't eat this island. No. <laughs> it started out as a joke. Don't eat it, but then it gets real. Yeah. We're going to hear about why you would not want to eat. Any part of this island. Your face went from, like, laughing until, like, don't eat it. <laughs> don't do it. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. As if I was really going to eat the entire island when I'm in Italy and I can eat all the pasta <laughs> and like, gelato that I want. Just, like, lick up some sand from the beach. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> and you will find out why later. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Pavelia... Is a little Italian island located between Venice and Lido, um, and so it's actually in the Venetian Lagoon. Uh, so it's Ooh. very close to, to Venice. Uh, yeah, so we're going to start our chat in uh, 1776, uh, when the island... I know that year. I know that year. Famous <laughs> year. Um, <laughs> it's not as exciting for them as it oh. was for us, but... Oh, so, in 1776, uh, the island became a checkpoint for all goods and people coming to and leaving uh, Venice by ship. Okay. So, uh, it was a super important trading post, so many people came and went. And Venice had this super strict uh, sanitary laws, which I feel like I've actually heard about in the past. Because yes. Because it was such, like, a port city, mm-hmm. so many people came in and out with, like, that really entire city messed is, up diseases. is, uh... Water. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to be careful. A lot of things can go wrong. (laughs) Um, So the government required all traders to live in uh, Pavelia for 40 days before Venice allowed them into the city, um, which is a long time. That is a long time. Yeah. I would be like, "Mm, no, and then (laughs) go somewhere else. (laughs) Well, I could get... 40 days I could get, like, to the other side of Italy and trade with them over there. Right. What's the point of this? Um, But apparently it wasn't very torturous to be there because um, people had their own rooms and sometimes their own full apartments that they would live in. um, And they would all, like, hang out and, like, eat and drink. um, And they would just, like, send mail to people because they couldn't talk to anyone except people on the island, pretty much, because they were trapped there, you know? Sure. Yeah, they didn't have cell phones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, unfortunately, mm-hmm. things changed in 1793, so not too much oh. later. So several cases of the plague. Oh, God. Oh, God, that disease again. God. Uh, were found on two of the ships, and soon the island was actually transformed into a confinement station for the ill. <gasps> Uh, oh, God. So, <laughs> so it went from being like a party island to, <laughs> a, to a quarantine island. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so this role actually became permanent because at first it was just like until hopefully everybody was dead yeah. with the plague or whatever. <laughs> um, but it became permanent in 1805 
So from 1793 to 1814, the whole island was completely quarantined. Oh, shit. That's too long to be trapped anywhere. 1793 to... That's like... That's what, 21 years? Yep. What? Yeah. That's an entire... Lifetime for people back then. It's true. Especially if they have the plague. I know. Think about being there for 39 days and being like, tomorrow I finally get to leave this little Italian island. (laughs) And then someone coughs on you and you're all trapped. No! Oh, God. So. Oh, man. Unfortunately, during this time, so many people were dying that dead bodies began to overcrowd the island and thousands of people or bodies, I guess, were dumped into large common graves, which were very kindly called plague pits. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> right. So they're just thrown in giant, um, unmarked graves. Ooh. And then, in many cases, actually, the bodies were burned as well. Which Smart. Is that's good. the good, that's the thing to do. Exactly. Yeah, you don't put a pile of rotting dead bodies that all I was the worried plague. they were going to shove them into the water. <laughs> And then it's like, um, what's that movie? Where the water's poisoned? Cabin. Cabin fever. fever. Gross. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, at least it's not cabin fever. Well, this is just as bad. Um, <laughs> so some overly cautious Italian communities even got into the habit of shipping away anyone who showed the slightest sign of illness. Oh, no. So actually many of the people that were sent to to Pavelia were not actually infected with the plague, um, probably until they got there. Because right. as soon as they got oh, there... Oh, they, they got, got it there. immediately. Um, so they were dragged there and dumped there to live amongst these piles of rotting corpses. Oh, God. Think about that. Like, Imagine you sneeze too much, and then you're trapped on this island until you die. Mm. Um, so in all, over 100,000 people died on the island over those years. Yeah, so technically, like, a little bit over 13 people died every day for 21 years. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. You can't really make friends there, I think. That makes two people a month seem really good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, fast forward a bit to 1922. Um, So in 1922, the existing buildings that were on the island were converted into an asylum for the mentally ill. So we're talking about another really sad, terrible asylum. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. So the arrival of droves of mentally disturbed patients to the island actually only served to enrich the legend of it being a place to avoid. So people stopped going there. And what happens when there's an asylum that is not checked up on? Disreputable scientists, (laughs) yep, and doctors were then allowed the freedom to do as they pleased to their patients. Oh my god. Reports of widespread abuse and heinous experiments began to float back to the mainland. Mm. And supposedly there was one specific doctor who was super demented, and he worked um, in the mental hospital... Um, during those early days. Mm-hmm. And his experiments were fueled by a belief that lobotomies were a great way to treat and cure mental illness. Oh so he God. performed them uh, on numerous patients, always, almost always, against their will. Yeah. Of course. Because <laughs> no who, one who wants want an abotom- a, a lobotomy. <laughs> a bobotomy. <laughs> 
The procedures were heinously wicked and painful because he used hammers, chisels, (gasps) drills with no anesthesia. Oh my god. Or concern for sanitation at all. So I'm just assuming he's using like bloody rusted tools. Oh my god. Super cool guy. Super great guy, right? Sick. Yeah. What is his name? So, we, we're we not giving him a name. And also, I couldn't find a name. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Dr. Jerk. Doctor. Um, so, Dr. Jerk. Fred Jerk, MD. <laughs> Fred Jerk. Fred's Fred an Italian name. Dr. Fred Jerk. Um, Giovanni Jerk. <laughs> he supposedly saved his darkest uh, and most secret experiments for very special patients, oh, and God. he would take them to the hospital's bell tower, um, and no one would, no one knows what he did up there to the patients. What they only know that the patients' screams were so loud that you could hear it all around the island. I know that is so sad. It's uh, horrible. I it's really bad. Don't like this. I, I, I why know. did you guys choose this? <laughs> We could be talking about prisons right now. <laughs> Thankfully, though, karma caught up with him. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. So according to the story, the doctor began to suffer his own mental torture, um, and he was actually pursued by the island's multitude of ghosts. Yes! <laughs> so they met yes! with him. Hardcore. Army of ghosts. Mm-hmm. So eventually, he actually totally lost his mind. Good. Uh, climbed to the top of the bell tower. Yes. And flung himself to his death below. Yes. Although it's kind of disputed what really happened. Well, he, he either flung himself or someone pushed him. Ooh, I hope be, someone pushed him. I know, him. could be a ghost, could oh, be a disgruntled man. patient. Oh. Either way, he got what he deserved. Yeah. So some, some others say that a nurse actually witnessed his fall uh, and went, went to him. Mm-hmm. And he was still alive. But when she was there, a ghostly mist covered his body, and the mist choked him to death. Oh my god! There are so many levels to this death. It's fantastic, oh and all of them are perfect comeuppance. Oh, mm-hmm. Good for those ghosts. <laughs> good job, ghosts. Oh my god, I'm so happy for them. Right? I mean, like, I wish it had never happened in the first place. True, but. Wow. Yeah, uh-huh. Huh. So, uh, locals to this day actually claim that the doctor's spirit is still in the tower, uh, and that on a quiet night, if you listen really closely, you can hear the bells ring, even though the bells were taken down decades ago. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Yes, I yes. don't like good, that. A good haunting. I don't want him to be stuck here. I want him to just be gone. I know. You know, like, he's not a ghost. I would... Happily come across the other ghosts, the patients. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever. Like, hey, guys. Yeah. Good for you for killing that guy. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't want to... Yeah, yeah, I don't want to come across him. Mm-hmm. So when the mental hospital in um, Pavelia was finally closed in 1968, which is still not that long ago, uh, the island was sold to a private owner. However, he did not have it for very long before he sold it to someone else. Uh, in both instances, the new owners could not bear to spend time there. Yeah. The atmosphere was heavy and morbid, 
and the strange sounds emanating from the island, combined with all the hauntings that had been reported, continued to prevail, and as a result, the island was left completely abandoned. Mm. Mm. So, do you want to hear some haunting things? Yes. Yes, always. Yeah. Okay, so visitors to the hospital during its final years of operation, uh, as well as um, illegal visitors since then, which I'll talk about why they're illegal in a minute, <laughs> um, have reported harrowing paranormal experiences. Ooh, harrowing. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So many believe that hundreds of thousands of souls still remain trapped there. Visitors report seeing shadows on the walls mm-hmm. that move along with them as they explore the decaying facility. Oh my god. It is even said that you can still hear their screams. Cute. Yikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a handful of psychics have been brought into the island, um, and apparently they all claim that they're... What? A handful of psychics. <laughs> One very small psychic, or a bunch of very small... Whatever you can fit in a fistful. A fistful of psychics. Uh, they were all just, like, gently dropped onto the ground. Like, like dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fly. <laughs> Good um, luck. <laughs> so they they all claim that there is an energy that can only be described as malignant. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Malignant. With the presence of the angry spirits lingering there, so deeply frightening, psychics and paranormal experts refuse to actually come back. They all leave immediately and never want to come back to this Holy island. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. People who, it's literally... Their job <laughs> to go to this island does not want to be at the island. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Uh, yeah. Huh. Um, so then one of the families that purchased the island after the the mental hospital shut down, mm-hmm. um, they arrived and got settled in on the first day, excited to begin their new adventure nope. because they were going to build um, a private holiday home there. That's how uh, every horror movie starts. <laughs> That's correct. you got to know the background on these islands. <laughs> but that very first night was filled with so much horror oh, that <laughs> within hours, the family fled, never to return. So they reported that their daughter's face... Was um, was nearly ripped off. What? Because like, there's been people that have said that they've been like scratched or whatever while there. Oh but my her God. face is almost ripped off by an angry entity. And, oh, oh no! <laughs> I like I like my face still. I would I would love to keep my face. Does forever. she have a cool scar now? <laughs> oh no! I just wondered. Maybe a face scar is cool. <laughs> <laughs> if it's your whole face, though. I don't know. I'm just picturing like four four lines. Yeah, like that could a, be cool. Yeah, that could be cool. I mean, what kind of and think about the story too. To tell right? people when they'd be like, "Oh, like, oh gosh, what happened?" Yeah, eh, it was a ghost. It's my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> my stupid family my bought this. Idiot island. parents didn't look into the very well known and expansive history of this island. <laughs> so true like literally the wikipedia page is horrifying i'm sure uh-huh and i, I mean like they must have gotten it for a good deal like i can't I, i'm sure must. that it was cheap yeah because no one wants to buy it <laughs> and people want to get rid of it if it's too good to be true it's too good to be true mm, it's very true then then your face is gonna get ripped yeah, off your daughter's probably. face oh no yeah <laughs> be innocent <laughs> So here's a fun-ish fact mm-hmm. about the island. Mm. So because of all of the people that were 
I don't, I was going to say disposed of, which is probably rude, but that we're disposed of there, um, either by being, um, burned or just being stuck in a hole. Mm -hmm. Uh, 50% of the island's soil is, is composed of human ash. Oh my. 50%. God. So that's why I'm not supposed to eat That's why you're not supposed to eat this island. Yep. We finally (laughs) made it there. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Ooh. That's how many people have been stuck there for their whole undead life. Yeah. Mm. Um holy Christ. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um and with more than 100,000 plague victims and mental patients buried in the small island, it is no surprise that human bones continue to wash up onto its shores. Can you imagine? <laughs> Again, like, you buy this island? (laughs) Like, you know that they went there first to see it. Did they not see a skull (laughs) wash up on shore? Did they not, like, pick up a a pile of dirt and be like, oh, this is... This feels... This is nice. (laughs) This is soft. This feels like a human. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This feels like a human. Oh, man. So this fact alone is enough to creep out many potential visitors and buyers... Even fishermen steer clear of Favelia's shallows for fear of picking up human bones in their nets. Oh my god. I, yeah. It's, oh my god. Um, someone, it's a hellscape. Someone, it's, <laughs> it's a true hellscape. Someone should buy it and then, like, like pick up all the bones and then make, like, an art piece. Ooh, out of yeah, it. make, like, um... Like a catacomb Yeah, the catacomb situation. Yeah, the, the Paris catacombs. Yeah. So going There's back a solution. to <laughs> the one good thing that could come out of this. If we get a thousand dollars a month on Patreon, we'll buy this island. <laughs> oh my gosh, we would. I would. Yeah. Um, so visitors, as I said earlier, um, I was talking about visitors, illegal visitors. Illegal visitors, right. Mm. Right, right, right. So visitors to Bavelia have been forbidden for decades. The island holds yeah. the dubious distinction of being listed as one of the world's most Illegal places to visit, which kind of makes me want to go more. Right. <laughs> so it's not working. So yeah, no one else will be there. So it's you true. Know, it's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. So even though trespassers know that they will be sternly prosecuted under Italian law, uh, creeps from all over the world continue <laughs> to explore the paranormal by visiting it illegally. Nice. Um. So there was actually. There's a HuffPost article that was updated in 2017, and it says, quote, The Italian Tourism Board prohibits visiting the island on paper and requires a lengthy application process where you must obtain approval before you can step your trembling foot onto the human ash-covered land. Nice. But, as with most things, for the right price, and they <laughs> actually put in this about 200 euros, you can hire a dude to float yourself there. Uh, no approval necessary. <laughs> so apparently it's easy enough to find someone who's Yeah, I mean, people will do anything you. for the right amount of money. It's true. It's very 200 true. euros isn't bad. I, right? I mean, if I'm already in Italy doing, you know, I have, I have some kind of money. Right. <laughs> However, though, most of the people who go there are severely shaken by <laughs> yeah. what they see and what they experience. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, yeah, so... People have actually reported experiences of the feeling of being watched. Yeah. Some have been uh, scratched or pushed 
Um, and some entities are said to actually push visitors into walls or chase them down corridors. Chase them? Chase them. Oh, so apparently you see it, or maybe you hear it, but either way, it's coming for you. <laughs> All of this was like pretty standard fare, you know. <laughs> feeling watched, getting scratched, whatever. Whatever. Chasing. Chasing down the hallway. Something actually chasing me, mm-hmm. like oh, a Scooby-Doo cartoon. It doesn't even end there. Oh. So upon entering the abandoned mental hospital, an illegal tourist reported a heavy sense of dread. Okay, uh, duh. Um, followed by a deep voice that warned, leave immediately and do not return. Question. Yes. Do the ghosts speak Italian? Because I do not. <gasps> Probably. <laughs> so See, I would be, like, be like, I'm ooh, sorry. Sexy. Say it, say it into my, uh, say it into my phone so I can, <laughs> so I can translate it, please. Okay, sorry, could you say that one more time, Go Speak a little clearly. Uh, like the, it, the technology isn't great. Think about it, though, like a deep whisper in Italian. Like, ooh. 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 <laughs> Too bad it's saying, uh, leave immediately <laughs> and do not return. <laughs> uh, so, so that's that's it. Ooh. That is that That is place. a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. It's hella haunted. Yeah, really cool. I mean, I want to go there though. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like my usually I'm like, ooh, I never want to be there ever in my life. Uh-huh. This one, I'm like, mm, yeah. how much is it? <laughs> is it for sale now? Can I buy it? Can I buy it? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, yeah, and it sounds interesting, even though it's like a true hellscape with that like fifty percent like human ash, whatever. Yeah, and like. Having human bones come up on shore, I'm, that's kind of interesting. I kind of want to see that. I would like that, yes. I think. You know, I, I wouldn't go as far as you are going. <laughs> I, but. It's not like I'm eating the dirt. I'm sure the soil is, like, nutrient-rich, so you can it grow is. some nice stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I feel, I don't know, I, I really want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's weird. Like, Italian, ugh, Italian island? Ugh. I'm sure the water's so blue. Mm. You need pasta. I'll open a gelato stand. <laughs> <laughs> Who would go there? The illegal tourists? Yeah, and then, like, I'd eat the supplies of, of gelato. <laughs> They'd come and be like, hey, what the kind of gelato do you have? And you'd be like, none. I, have, I uh, ate it all. What flavors don't I like? I have um, something with raisins I have in poison it. flavor. <laughs> I have plain vanilla. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, on that note, daydreaming. <laughs> but a gelato stand on the most haunted island. I'm excited for this new life I'm gonna have. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's my that's my island. Oh, that is a good one. It, yeah, that's it for hospitals. Um, we hope you were a little bit afraid. Maybe if you weren't afraid of Julie's story, um, <laughs> something's wrong with you. <laughs> So anyway, so we're still working on our uh, Patreon. Check it out. Yeah. I'm I'm super, super excited about it. So like twice as excited as I was last week because we we took so much time putting stuff together, like the rewards, and I'm just really excited. Yes. <laughs> that word. Uh, I don't know any other words, apparently, but I'm, I'm really ready. Get this girl a thesaurus. <laughs> 
I'm really uh ready. I just want to keep saying excited. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't I cannot wait to like actually send the stuff out and like yeah get it going. Yes, I'm so happy that there are four people already. Yeah. So <laughs> check out our Instagram. Check out our Patreon. We have cool stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Mulling over other cool things yeah. that hopefully this podcast will become. It's a new chapter. Yes. And Ghoul Gals history. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Alright, so on that note, I guess we'll say see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Uh, uh, do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Nike's slogan. Oh uh, my gosh. Do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>